Annyeonghaseyo. Welcome to Afternoona Uncensored, Unscripted, Unedited, and Uninterrupted. So let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. <laughs> this is the most Afternoona Uncensored to ever uncensor. Yeah, because we have like no preparation. <laughs> so I feel like we've all been, we've all been really busy um which is okay i guess but yeah um i know we're also in the midst of like d-day preparation which is a lot let's talk about that to start with just before we get into anything k-drama related is the and don't worry if you're at home like please god no k-pop first you know whatever it's our show it's our show And secondly, what's really exciting is that we are going to all see each other with human eyeballs next week, which is the first time that has happened in probably like five years. Five years. Mm -hmm. Like, Megan, what if I just walk past you? (laughs) (laughs) I don't even recognize you anymore. I know. I know. I we're I looking at I, each other right now, just so you I all know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Leah's like on with the dad jokes lately. Like I really am. <laughs> well, my thing is that like I obviously like I'm very, very excited for the concert and I'm like doing like sugar preparations and stuff. Um but I would say like you guys are like sugar to me. Like I am so excited to yes. see you guys. And also some of like our listeners that are going to be there. Like to me, that is just so freaking exciting. And I, so it just, I just feel like I'm so excited about so much, you know, really like, it's not just the concert. Um, I get to room with Amy. She gets to hear me snore. Amy, you should oh, probably God. bring earplugs. No. <laughs> Do we have two separate beds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I've I've shared a bed before. I don't care about that stuff. Um, I I do snore though, and I and I'll probably nap. <laughs> we were ta- we were talking about because you know there is for, for the lovely people who live in the California Oakland area, there is a lovely spreadsheet for all the things you can do in the Oakland and San Francisco Bay area if you're there for more than thirty six hours, like Megan and and myself. Um, and I had message Megan and I said I'm I'm a little overwhelmed by the spreadsheet because I can't really do anything and and I just went to the D-Day concert in Chicago and I I'm still exhausted like I'm an old lady going to concerts and it's you know it takes a lot out of me so basically I said you know Megan are you gonna want to do like sightseeing and stuff I'm like because I don't think I have it in me for like a day to like rush everything in she's like Amy I'm gonna order food to the room yeah eat it in the bed and take a nap yeah kidding me i'm 40 like i so i mean like i said i've been to the only concerts i've been to recently are k-pop concerts i've been to two 80s concerts and it's exhausting i mean it is it's physically although those two times too i was also traveling with my daughter which is like a whole nother level of exhaustion to travel with like a 10 year old uh she was nine at the time but i mean the concert itself is so tiring and you're standing the whole time, you're screaming, you're waving your light stick. Like, it's like a lot. It's like, it's like a workout. It is. Um, so I remember, like, when we went to the AT's concert, we got there early. And 
my daughter and I booked our hotel room and I got her food like I gave I don't know what I got her and like a whole bunch of candy and I was like I'm gonna nap and she's like okay and she like sat on the couch in her room like on her phone and I legit fell asleep (laughs) (laughs) and then I woke up like ready to go to the concert so yeah I'm going you're going the first night I'm going both nights and essentially what it appears that I will be doing is going to the first night. And look, we're not going to belabor this today, but just to paint the picture. Everybody say hi to Megan's train. Hi, train. Oh, hi, train. train. There it is again. <laughs> and then um, I will be going out to lay down on the sidewalk. And <laughs> I can't believe you have that in you. Like I, there were people in Chicago doing that for the next, because there was a, he did a Wednesday, Friday and Saturday. And while we were in line to get in when they were first opening the doors on Friday night, there were people in tents for the next day. Yeah. So, I mean, look, there's a lot, there's a lot of feelings about people going early. I kind of am just like, look, the reality is, is that people are just going earlier and earlier. I have floor seats with sound check and it's not that I need to be at the barricade for like some sort of clout. I actually have a more selfish reason than that. And that is that I get really not, I mean, I do, I get cranky over phones in my face. And when you're at these shows, yeah, everybody's like, and they hold their phones high. I don't want to watch this show through people's phones. And so therefore I'm just willing to, I mean, look, BTS isn't going to tour again for a minute. This is my ultimate show. Like, this is my ultimate artist. I'm not I'm judging just, you at all. No, 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 like, I would I do it. Yeah. And I have to remind myself that at like three in the morning next Wednesday, when I am on a sidewalk in front of a warehouse in Oakland, <laughs> this is all worth it. So I'll let you all know, but I have high hopes. I just want you to be safe. That's all. I feel like I will be. So. We shall see, and we will revisit this all with, like, the aftermath. And we also are going to do some live recording of us together because that will be really fun, too. Yes. I can't. I just, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. I just, it, it's been a while, too. Like, I just feel like, um, like, the weather has been bad here, like, for a long time. Like, just, I mean, just mean rain, I should say. That's all. Like, it's worse other places. I just mean, like, there's been no sun for, like, it's actually sunny today. And I sat on my deck and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm getting vitamin D. Like, I really felt, like, um, much more, like, renewed because I was, like, finally getting, like, actual sun. And um, and so that's another thing, too. Like, I just feel like, and I've been, like, writing a lot. And, like, so part of me, too, I just need to, like, I think I need, like, a break. And I need, like, a change in my schedule. And that's flying to oakland for two yeah, days for two days for two oakland. days it's and i, I mean oakland arena and airport are not like we're not talking like there's not beauty here but you know there will be fun and friendship and yeah that's what i'm there for the sun i mean don't get this is you're gonna be in foggy bay, bay area but that's okay no i'm saying i it's more like i'm saying the the part of the reason i've been in such a funk lately is just because I haven't I haven't had any sun Uh, and it's more just like I've been in a funk I'm ready to like be out of it and like do something that's that's different but the sun like I said the sun's out today I took a walk and it's been beautiful look at you did you put on outside pants for your walk I did put on outside pants for my walk I think these have a hole in them but I where's the hole right right 
well this one is actually in like the lower legs so it's oh, all it's fine. all okay yeah right um but yeah i'm i'm just so happy that the sun's out so yeah i'm i'm excited i like traveling on my own too and i i used to do it more before the pandemic and so that's another thing i'm just because i have like layovers it's gonna be a journey <laughs> coming from pennsylvania but it's fine it's totally worth it and i'm i'm excited so i'll be getting up monday morning early because i'm one of those people that needs to be at the airport at least two hours before before like boarding i usually do like 90 minutes okay i usually do Uh uh-oh we know leah we know Like zero surprise there. And where's my phone and my ID? Where's my phone? Where's my ID? I left my laptop. I've left my laptop on the plane so many times where I've had to like go running back where I'm like, oh no, I've left it. <laughs> Do they let you go back? Yeah, I've had gotten it back twice now. And let me just say, this is an aside and then we'll get into it. I have magical AirPods. I don't want to brag, but I invested in AirPods at one point, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago. And I was like, I need to invest in myself. No more, you know, knockoff janky things. I just want this one nice thing. And everyone was like, you will lose them immediately. And in my heart <laughs> of hearts, I was like, yeah, I mean, I probably will. Like I'm Leah. <laughs> and so these AirPods I have lost at least half a dozen times. And I mean, lost them. They have found their way back to me every single time to the point where the most recent losing was I went to Sacramento. I left them at my friend's house in Sacramento. My husband called me and said, Hey, I found your AirPods in the bed. I'm going, he was going to Hawaii for work because we were like at a friend's house. And he's like, I'm just going to take them with me to Hawaii and I'll bring them back. And I was like, great. My magical AirPods came back. He called me in Hawaii at the airport and was like, please don't be mad at me. I can't find the AirPods. Like, I had them. I was listening to them. I don't have them anymore. And I was like, you know what? He's like, I've gone through everything. I'm like, they're going to find their way back to me. Just <laughs> <laughs> call the last hotel that you stayed at. And so he called and he called me back and he's like, they had them and they're mailing them. And then they mailed them back to me. <laughs> and they just keep coming back to me. So they went from Sacramento to Hawaii. That's amazing. Back to Santa Cruz. Fast. That's the most recent. It's like the sisterhood <laughs> of the traveling ants. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. And I need them because I watch my, and now we're going to bring it back to K-drama. I watch K-dramas 99.999% on my phone. And I share a bed with my husband most nights. And so I have, um, you know, so I put my AirPods in and then I watch it on my phone. And so if I don't have AirPods, that means I have to go to the couch. And so when the periods that I've lost my AirPods, I've had like, you know, sometimes where there's like days that I'm just sleeping on the couch because (laughs) I like watch shows and then I like get sleepy and I'm like, well, I'm just going to go to bed here. And so I'll just like be on the couch for days and days. And so, yeah, I mean, like it's an investment in my relationship if, you know, my husband enjoys me snoring in bed next to him. But yeah, having those AirPods really helps my K-drama watching. All that to say, what is everyone watching now out of curiosity? I was actually just going to say that. I was like, yeah, why don't we talk about what we're watching now? Um, so I... And I've been actually wanting to talk about this on the pod because I don't think we'll ever cover it. But I've been watching Joseon Attorney, A Morality, which is a historical drama. 
um, about an attorney, which are two things that normally I would say no. <laughs> I, I'm not into historicals and I'm very rarely into like attorney dramas. Um, unless they have like An Bohyun, which so I watched Military Prosecutor Doberman. Um, but and Lawless I, Lawyer, like Lawless Lawyer, that's true. I guess I need like. I guess I need like another another like shtick to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so anyway, but it is Udo Wan's like comeback drama from um his his after he got discharged from the military. And you guys know I'm like obsessed with him. And I just he's just so good to me. Like I think he can do anything and um his role in this is catered perfectly. Like, I truly believe that they built this drama around what they think, like, Udo Wan can do. Because he's... I As much as I love Bona, who was in um, 2521, uh, she was really great. She's, like... Uh, I, I hate to say it, but she's, like, overshadowed by Udo Wan. It might change in, like, the later episodes, but he is just, like, carrying the show. He's just so charismatic. Also, remember Bat, Bat, our, like young cop that ke- that always gets beat up he, yes. beat up and young and crazy or bad, bad and crazy. crazy yeah uh he's also in this but he plays like a completely different role but anyway Udawan is so good and i like it it's like kind of twisty there's palace intrigue there's like you know political parties vying for power um against the king and i and then you have like Udawan who's just this like crazy like almost con man attorney um, in the middle of it, who's just like creating absolute chaos in Josen. And that's just like, he's like silly, but he's, but he has, obviously he, he like has scenes where he shows emotion as well as he does. And I am just, I'm really into it. Like I truly am. So that is ongoing. Um, I think it should end in about two to three weeks. Um, and I'm really eager to see um, how it ends. And then for his next role in which he plays like a former boxer, which now that's. That's a Megan. Yeah. Uh, my that's a Megan thing. There's like one still that just shows him bloody. And I'm like, that's that's for me. <laughs> um, and we've all started Tale the Nine-Tailed 1938. Yes. We're all doing that. Um, so before we get to that, because I'm sure we'll have some things to say before. So we all kind of like just a couple days ago, we're like, holy shit, Tale of Nine Tail dropped the first two episodes and we like totally forgot about it. So we've been talking about it, talking about it coming and then forgot to watch it. So we've all watched, we've all started watching it. But before that, and I'll go back to it now that I'm caught up with Tale is um, I've been watching Extraordinary You, which I, I brought up, I'm sure before in the pod, because we've got our you know our our lovely soul backpack hero <laughs> ej Oak and uh roon and initially when i put this on our list of dramas to watch i did it because of roon because i fell for him in tomorrow and i wanted to see more of him um and i will watch the king's affection it is on my list like i will eventually get there but right now i'm really enjoying extraordinary you especially from a writing perspective which is you know what we're all about because it is about the characters realize that they are characters in a comic and that they don't have full control of what they do and say because they're being written. But there are times, it's really cool, there are times where they figure out it's stage and stage means like the scene is you right now and so you are doing what the writer says. 
And then as soon as you're not in stage anymore, you have free will. So it's really kind of interesting. And they're trying to change their story. And there's a love triangle. And it's with Rowan and EJ Ook. So Oh no. Yeah, it's <laughs> and he's such like he starts out as just EJ Ook starts out as just an asshole, like very much Choi Young Do from Airs, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's really good. I mean it's it's very, very different. It's very fun. Um and a Moogie from the first tale the nine tailed is in it as well. And he's a, a very enigmatic character, so I'm excited to see what his deal is. But yeah, I'm like twenty two episodes in and there's thirty two, so I'm I'm getting towards the tail end. How long are the episodes? Thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah, they're like they're halvesies because they're probably split up, you know, by like ads or something like that. So they're probably meant it's probably, you know, it's it's sixteen because I'd say the arc goes between two episodes, you know, for each one. Okay. And we are covering that on the pod, so we all will be watching that. So I went on like a drunken BL bender. Um, and so we're going to be talking, Megan and I are going to be doing a pod actually on two of the ones that I've just watched. So I'm not going to get into those, but that was Eighth Sense and Jack of Frost. One was a Korean BL and one was a Japanese BL. But I do want to talk about one that I uh, almost finished in one sitting last night. I have one episode, two episodes left, I think. And that is Our Dating Sim on Vicky. Uh, Megan, have you seen this one? Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. It is so good. It is really cute. So here's one thing that impresses me is the leads really haven't been in anything. Like one has been in one other drama that's like listed on Asian Wiki and the other hasn't been in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're awesome. They're really good mm-hmm. actors. And so the premise of our dating sim is uh, essentially you've got two besties and, you know, it starts off with them like in high school And it's like the very end of school and they're like about to graduate and one confesses feelings to his bestie. And (laughs) I mean, it's a little overwrought, but essentially it doesn't go well. And could it be solved with some better communication? Yes. And they're teenagers in love. So seven years have gone by (laughs) and they have never spoken again. And now they're like, you know, navigating the sole job market. And one has become kind of like a team leader in a startup gaming company. And he's like a programming whiz. And the company is doing like a dating themed game. And they post a job ad for an illustrator. And the old friend, you know, gets recruited to work for the game. And maybe it's not such a coincidence as you get into the plot. Maybe one has realized that they miss their chance and, you know, there's some second chance at first love kind of stuff here. But it's just, they're very short episodes. The whole drama is short. I mean, like I said, I started it last night and I'm almost done. Like the, the, the Korean BLs, you just can like knock out in like a night basically. And it's almost my complaint. It's almost too short because I enjoy it and I feel like it could be more. Like it's enough story and enough fun side characters. It could have been a bigger story, but... Look, if you want something that just feels sweet and fun and there's a little there's angst, but it's not like heavy angst, you're just going to watch it and be happy and then it's over. And so that's our dating sim. And I don't know. Yeah, the BL has just been 
I've been off TIBL right now. And I think that it's because TIBL is kind of more OT over the top OTT and that's fine. But like you have to be in the mood for it a bit. And so the Japanese BLs are very kind of like reserved and repressed and like lots of longing. And I've really been in the mood for that. So that's like great. And then I feel like the Korean BLs seem to hit me in this like very like achy sweet way. And so I've kind of been in the mood for that too. And so both of those have been kind of like where I've been for that. And then, um, and then yeah, with some tail of the nine tail starting. And then basically I just didn't want to invest in anything big because I also know I want to start Black Knight. Oh gosh, oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that starts Friday, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I just kind of have been like biding my time because I just want to like get through that. And so the, like, yeah. The Thai BLs, I feel, or not Thai BLs, just BLs in general, I feel like are good, not low investment because I don't want to denigrate them, but I just feel like, you know, having just come off of Alchemy of Souls 30 episodes. I know, I know. It's fun to just like get through a couple of stories that like you just want like feels, angst, and kissing, and like I'm happy. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly why I watch them sometimes. I watch them, like, between other dramas. Be- and and I don't, I don't want to say that they're filler because they're not. It's that I – it's when I, like, have the time to kind of, like, binge them because that's what I like to do. Like, I like to just take it and binge it almost, like, a full night. Mm-hmm. And then I get I get that, like, happily ever after, like, dopamine, like, immediately. And I love that. Our dating sim was truly one of the best BLs I've ever seen it was just well, no. I would say K drama, like romance K drama. It's on Vicky. Yeah, it's on Vicky. Okay, it I gotta add so... that. To my, I gotta add that to my list because I just have zero time to re- watch between dramas, but I want to try to. But that is super short, and it's so sweet. Like I remember, I finished and I just like felt happy inside. I just felt like squishy because it was just a happy romance. Like I said, I almost don't even want to call it. It's just a great K drama. It's a great short k-drama um i also watched another bl called unintentional love story and that was on like a different app i forget now um i liked it it wasn't as good as our dating sim but i did like it um and uh let's see and then yeah i've been watching um some japanese bls because i watched like my beautiful man um which leah would probably like just squeal over the angst in that one i mean it is a lot to handle um and yeah like jacko frost and i watched based on leah's rec i watched old-fashioned cupcake and loved it that was another one where i just kind of like felt happy inside when it was and the other thing i realized that with the japanese bl and maybe i just like am hallucinating this but i don't think i am is that the music is there's not really music and so it's like very quiet quiet and Ooh. I realized, like, you know, I'm used to, like, all the OSTs kind of, like, bouncing around. And I'm like, Japanese BLs are quiet, but it makes it more intense. It does. Because there's, like, longing looks, and you're not being led by the music. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> and it, makes it, it hits differently. It does. It does. But, yeah, I mean, that's what I've been doing, too, because I'm the same way. I'm, like, and and this another thing, too, I'm, I'm in the middle of watching Josen Attorney, Tail of the Nine Tailed, and I'm like ready. I want to be able to binge Black Knight, so I'm sort of the same way. Because they're dropping ready. all six at once, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. Black. I'm pretty sure because it's Netflix. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, I I think like I looked online. I'm pretty sure that it's all at once. Yeah, and I'm like planning on avoid avoiding all spoilers until I can watch it because yeah, that's what's I, gonna be hard is that I can watch Friday night, 
and then I have guests coming. So it, it depends. Like if my husband wants to watch it with me, which I kind of would like him to, because it might be like one of the only dramas he would watch with me, Same. then I might have to hit pause. Otherwise, then I guess that's just going to be like what I bring to the D-Day Sugar Week. Because <laughs> I have like folks for the concert arriving as of Saturday. Oh, wow. yeah. I, I, I Well, and that's another thing, too. I'm like, well, I can watch him on the plane, too. Right. That's so what I'm I was like, thinking, If too. I don't, I'm probably going to download and finish. Um, cause you know, again, I, I'm traveling all day. <laughs> I know I keep, I know I keep saying this, but I am so excited for your first Kim Woo-bin experience. I'm so excited too. I actually saw where he visited, cause you know, in Black Knight, he's like a delivery man, like for oxygen in this post-apocalyptic right. world or whatever, um, or supplies, whatever. But, um, I guess like leading up to like promo for this, he like made a delivery to one of his best, like one of his best fans. Oh like, my their gosh. house. Isn't that cool? I would lose oh. my mind. I, <laughs> he's so tall. And I just feel like his face is just so sharp. Like, he's like dark eyebrows. He's just so recognizable. Yes. If he just showed up in my front door, I would. Like, even if he had a mask on, you would know him from his eyebrows. Yes. That's, <laughs> That's not a bad thing, Kim Woo Bin. It's not. And apparently, according to, like, some of, like, the little bit I've read, is that his name, I think, is, like, 5-8 or something. Yeah, they're all, like, numbers. A yeah. numbered name. And, yeah, he's a legendary delivery driver. Which, again, I'm... I can't believe it's my thing, and it's my thing for this. This is the thing. Is that K-dramas, ugh, I, I always am, like, that's not my thing. And sometimes I'm right. Like, with my mister sometimes i'm right when things aren't my thing <laughs> but but i'm often wrong like i often think something is not my thing and then k-dramas make me like it like we had a discussion about amnesia plots in our patreon the other day and i was like i if you asked me like two years ago do you like amnesia plots i'd be like no i hate them i think they're stupid but like k-drama <laughs> Right? Has convinced me that I like amnesia plots. Like, why? But not like, not silly amnesia plots. Like, they're, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna point out, because there's a very specific drama that I was like, well, that was fucking amnesia done right. And I know that you guys know it because you watch it, but I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Mm-hmm. But, but like, it's, it's the, yeah, it's the emotional, I think, aspect of it when it's done right. It's, you know, we talked about it with more than one drama before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, basically, I'm trying not to spoil any dramas for any of you out there. Because <laughs> I want to say, I want to say some names, but I'm not gonna. But yeah, I, it, it made me want to write like an amnesia book. Me too. I want to write an amnesia book real, real bad right now. Yeah. I did write an amnesia book. One of my alien, like based on my love of amnesia of K dramas, I wrote I wrote amnesia in a book, and then I also wrote e- reincarnation in another book, just be, like inspired by K dramas. Like I, again, I'm not writing like a K drama. Well, I mean, any plotline can be a K drama plotline, but I mean, I am very, very inspired by K dramas when I write, and I was like Alchemy of Souls, massive inspiration, yeah. for me, and um. Love Between Fairy and Devil, massively inspired by that one as well. I thought that was so cool. And yeah, like, but Reincarnation Man, 
I don't know. What else have you guys well, like, it, written or want to write? I was going to say on... it's Fated Mates, right? Like mm-hmm. when you talk about reincarnation, even amnesia, because if you've got amnesia with a love story and they find each other again, and obviously, you know, one person doesn't have amnesia and one does, but like it's that, you know, like a soul calling to a soul or a heart calling to a heart. I freaking love that. Like, I think it's awesome. Um, I, I'll tell you something that I have put in more than one book recently, and it is Blowing on a Wound. yes way more than once and i don't care i will keep doing it i keep finding reasons to do it (laughs) putting on a band-aid blowing on a wound yep 100 percent. totally have done it i think the thing that inspired me and again i like i feel like we're gonna talk about this with like our bl podcast coming but you know whatever um is the amnesia but then instead of faded mates doing more of like the second chance at first love and I felt like that is a really, like, I thought that was an interesting, I hadn't really seen that done as much. So when I think of the go-back couple, where that was the K-drama, where it was the married couple, they had decided to divorce, and then they both kind of went back in time, retained their memories, and then, like, reconnected in college, kind of hating each other, being like, we, we need to pick a different path. Yeah. And they ended up, you know, working through some things. So good. So good. <sighs> I like that, but then I was like, but like, what's interesting was like, you have the like, and so I love that second chance aspect, but what's interesting is if you layer an amnesia part to it, then you can have, not like in the time travel, but like, you know, you've got the relationship that hasn't worked out, then you have amnesia, and then you can have like that, like, again, like, instead of like, it's, amnesia is still a fantasy plot, but like, rather than going into like true, like magical realism where they're going back in time, you can almost kind of like reset the clock in some ways narratively by having that amnesia plot kind of right. like white clean and then let them like try to find each other again. Well, let's talk a little bit about Tale of the Nine-Tailed since we're all watching it. And I think a lot of our listeners are watching it mainly because like we've hyped <laughs> <laughs> we better and, worse. and we still get comments so first of all we still get comments about our podcast for the first tale of the nine tailed which was one of our early podcasts like it truly was i think I that's think, when the three of us really came into our own as far as our personalities and podcasting i think we just let it all out we did in the tale of the nine tailed podcast we were just like you know what like leah's drinking she like opens a can on on air can like which can you hear a baby crying no. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not my baby. But okay, is your, right. Is your is your place haunted? No, I work yeah. at I work at a university and there is a baby outside. Oh, I can hear it now. Oh, I just heard yep. it. And I just didn't want anyone to think listening that I was neglecting a baby. That is not my baby. Oh. It is an outside baby. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is not my responsibility. It is a child ghost of a moogie. No. Um but I actually listened to that first podcast just the other day when I was like taking a walk outside. So I was like, you know what? I want to like reminisce a little bit. And honestly, it's hysterical. That podcast is very funny. And I was like reminded of all the things that I'd kind of like for- I forgot about some of it. Um, and ju- I forgot about just how crazy the first one was. Oh, like, yeah. There were things that I was like, oh, my gosh, I, just- I forgot about like like 
I like I must have I almost forgot about the amugi eggs when everyone's coughing up the bloody amugi eggs, but then but then nothing happens with the eggs. Like how and and I forgot about the guy who's the guy who like coughed up fur. Like all that crazy shit. I like forgot. I like blocked. And the it Chinese out my- lantern plant where people just chill. The guy yeah. digging the toilet to death. Right. Oh my gosh. Like so here here's the thing and and Megan and I were talking about this on Slack about the current tale, the nine tailed is I think that the first one had no idea what it was doing and right. finally leaned decide like, cause at first we thought we were watching like a horror drama when we first started it. We're like, yeah. <laughs> Megan's so on brand right now. Oh. She's rubbing on her Kahi stick <laughs> as we talk. Um, but I think they finally realized what was working was just, the craziness and the humor of it, like the camp, right? And so in part two, they're just leaning into the camp and the humor, and that's all that it's been so far, and I hope that's all that it is for 16 episodes because I love it. I don't want that. Really? (laughs) What do you want? Okay, here. What do you want? Okay, let me... (laughs) Not to judge, but what do you want? No, 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 no. Okay, I will say what I want. So tell me what you want, what you really, really want. <laughs> is, oh my God, I am dad joking it. I just can't stop the dad joke. I want to really, really, really want to see a zig. So look, I think that it's a couple things. One is that, um, so, okay, when I talk about Black Knight and I'm excited about Black Knight, I think part of what I'm excited about is that like, I think there's like an element of seriousness. So it's yes. either going to be awesome and take itself seriously, or it's going to end up being like the silent sea, which took itself seriously, but in like a bad way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't like camp, like Cafe Minimdong was like too campy for me. And so like when we started <laughs> Tale the Nine-Tailed 2, it starts off just like at like a high level of silly. And I was like, okay, like as much as I do love a dad joke, clearly, like I'm not sure, sh- like I was like, okay, this is funny. There's like, and I, I also appreciated it because I like when like Korea sticks in like some FU to like Japan and like the colonization era and stuff like that. So like there was yeah. like, you know, we kind of start strong with that. And I was like, all right, yeah. good for you. Get some digs in. And yeah. then, you know, I was happy. Like, so I, I've only watched the first episode. And by the end of that, I was like, okay, this is silly. I don't mind it. But I also, like, I can't just do – I mean, as much as I like Lee Dong-wook being in on the joke with us, I'm like, I don't want this to be a joke. Like, I don't want this to turn into pirates with, like, Kong Han Nuo. I don't think it. it's that. I don't think it's that silly. It's not, not that silly. Nothing's right. that silly. That is, Nothing's that silly. That is truly the worst thing I've ever seen. That is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That is. It is. I, I don't already- recall any sort of plot from that at all. No, I, I, hate, I literally hate I couldn't hate it. Yeah. So this is the thing. Episode two is just more of episode one. Um, More of just these like. <sighs> so this is what I said to Amy is that or I said in Slack, it's that it feels like we're just in a video game and Leon is just doing a bunch of side quests. Yeah. And that's what I don't like, want to he... just do side quests for 16 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a frame story. There is there is, there is a frame story. There is. I mean, it's tenuous, but it's there. And and here's the thing is that at the very, very end of episode two, we do get a hint of like some deeper things, some up, some relationships, some emotions. And the previews for like the next episodes are starting to show that there's going to be more like interpersonal conflicts. Yeah, because like yeah, here's my point 
is that I'm not trying to rain on like the silly parade. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here. I'm not trying to say, make it my mister. <laughs> right, but right. What I'm trying to say is that like what made Tale of the Nine Tale good for me, even though it was objectively kind of bad, was the characters and like the fact the plot really was like, it was funny how bad it got. And sometimes it wasn't sure what was intentional, what was not. But like the Rang brothers relationship, I always felt. And like, yeah. you know, and it is, of- it is back in full force. It really is. Yeah. And so I think like the interpersonal play between them, but also the side characters, like, you know, the vet and like the other Gumios, like I liked the characters. And so I want to see them not just side questing it. Like I'm like, these are, you know, Megan and I have a podcast that we're going to put out that's like on like internal versus external plots. And so I'm fine if there's not like a huge amount of internal conflict happening here and we're going to do more external but like what makes the show good is the characters being really enjoyable. And they are. Yeah. They still are. Yeah, they are. And I agree. I mean, I, I think it's going to settle down a little bit. I truly do. I could be wrong. <laughs> we'll see because these writers, I don't know, man. I do are think they the same writers. Yes. Yes. And this is all they've done. So <laughs> I think I, I truly think they hit super hard for episodes one and two. But I could be wrong. This airs, by the time this episode airs, we're going to have some more episodes. So, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you guys are going to be like, well, you're listening to this, like, Megan, it did not calm down. And it, it maybe didn't. And I still don't care. I mean, I for some reason, I feel like I'm getting more, like, Indiana Jones vibes. Yeah, from I could see time. that. But Just, he's like a plot. It does. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking, like, the character-wise. He's, like, yeah. always exasperated. and um, And he's, like... And he has, like, these, like, yeah, quests and these, like, things he has to do. And right. So, I mean, I don't know. I will say one thing. And, again, we can talk about episodes one and two. There's nothing to spoil. You will not. Like, we can just, if you haven't seen it yet, I'm not spoiling anything for you. But there's this one character who, uh, when they're going, when Eun is defeating him, and that whole storyline was crazy. You're talking about and the turtle? Last, yeah. So, but <laughs> I, his, his, like, neck starts scaling, and I literally shouted out loud, Amogi! <laughs> I totally thought it was going to be a Moogie. And I was like so excited. And it's not. It's just some like turtle god. Um, But I was so hoping. Which that whole scene was crazy. How he like turns into a turtle and he's got this like leather back shell. I'm like, what? With his like Hanbok? Like what is happening? Because they're saying a turtle nursery rhyme to him. Right. (laughs) I mean, sure. (laughs) It's so, it's so ridiculous and but i i love the humor love the humor like eun from the present day meets eun from like the time period when he's just like in an opium den like wallowing over his like lost love and his like his like you know territory that had been burned and he's just a mess and like them meeting was fantastic i loved it peak comedy truly um and the train love the train yeah the train in episode two (laughs) <laughs> Again, wild. I'm still not like the reason they had to be on that train in the first there place. There was no reason. I, I forgot about the it, flute. The, the flute was the on flute. the train. But, uh, yeah, I forgot about it by the end. T- by the end, I was like, why were they even on that train? Like it, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It truly doesn't. Um, I will say it's funny. I always like this part of time travel plots always amuse me. But I love how 
Eun keeps yelling at people to stop smoking because he's like, it's bad for you. And of course, like in 1938, no one like knows that it's like bad for you to smoke or at least no one cares. At least I don't think they knew back in 1938. And so he keeps yelling at everyone to stop smoking because it's not healthy. And everyone's like staring at him like, who are you and what are you talking about? Like, he just looks crazy. Um, And I love that. It's I, I it's can't be fun right now, but I do I do see especially in like the previews for the next episode like there is like the supposed you know baddie like we don't know what you know what his reason was for stealing the stone and jumping through the door and that's who you know the that's who Ian chases back in time he's he's not being funny so there is some like seriousness there correct he's not funny at all and do you recognize him? So it's driving me crazy. What, I, he looks familiar, but I don't know what I know him from. Uh, Edewan class. Tell me. Head shaved. Shut up. Yeah, he's he's one of the little restaurant dudes. Oh my god. He's one of Park Saroe's uh, restaurant dudes. Ah, uh, that's where I. Oh, I have to look man. as soon as I see someone. I'm like, I know your face. Like I know your face. What have I seen you in before? Ugh. Yeah. Okay. So, I, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm here's what I am glad about. And this is what I'm going to stick with is I am not going to procrastinate on it. I am going to stick with it as it comes out, because I do not feel like this drama will work for me as well. If I binge it, I think I need mm. to watch it. In like, you don't want it. You don't want a minimum dong experience. I do not want a minimum dong where I'm just like, if it just goes like to like full camp, I'm just going to. I like, don't think it's as silly as minimum dong was at all. I don't, but I, no, no, I look, I like it. And here's the thing is Lee Dong Wook. I'm never going to not like Lee Dong Wook being. <sighs> There's something that does break the fourth wall with him when he is in this role. Yes. And I appreciate it because he is in on the joke. And that's not to say that he acts like that all the time. Like strangers from hell, touch your heart and goblin Goblin. yeah like he fully is committed to the role but in this i do feel like there's a little bit of a wink and nod to the audience and i don't mind it i really don't yeah i i even said that um in when we were talking about it is that i feel i feel like they're in on like they're in on the joke i'm in on the joke we're all just like having a good time together like Like, that's what it felt like to me but i also i I want to shout out kim bomb because yeah you know what is so good like really, he's he is a movie star. He is good, good. He's fantastic. But Kim Bum holds his own. He does. He does. Shows how good he is. And he gets he a makeover never... in episode yeah. two. So, oh, the makeover in episode two. He gets an undercut. Ugh. I. It's so good. It's so oh, good. Yeah. It is great. I mean, the, they show him. him they... God damn it! How old is he again? He's over 30. He's at least over 30. Is he? 33. All right. I'm in in a 10-year spit in distance. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't realize he was actually 33. Um, But he looks so good in this undercut. And and this is another thing, too. Like, the drama leans hard into how good-looking these guys are. And I like it. Like, it's funny. You know? Like, don't act like he's a normal-looking human. Because he, well, he's not. He's a fox. But like, don't act like he's normal looking. Don't act like either of them are normal looking. Yeah, they don't. And it's fun. <laughs> it's super fun. So, I mean, I, I would say the same thing though. I was actually, I was kind of okay with watching two episodes, mm-hmm. like I because I I watched them both back to back, and I was okay with it. I was like, 
I didn't need to like binge it either. I feel like no, but if there was a watch- third, I would have started it. Like I'm truly enjoying yeah, it. I am. Yeah, I think that um, lately I'm enjoying watching like currently airing dramas, and I never thought I would. So sometimes I think it's just like my mood or something. Um, Cause there's less pressure. I feel like, right. If you don't have to binge it, you, if you can't binge it, like I do love when I love something so much and I can't stop watching it, which is what Alchemy of Souls was for me, you know? And I, and I enjoyed every second that I, you know, gave of my life <laughs> to those 30 episodes. But I also wasn't on like a time crunch to get it done for the pod. And I wasn't up until, you know, like one thirty two in the morning, like Leah was. And like that, that gets to be like, you know, pressure sometimes. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I enjoy when there isn't like, you know, with, with Black Knight dropping on Friday and all six episodes, I feel the pressure to watch all six because I don't want anything spoiled for me. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... Black Knight is going to be, I think I might try to watch like three episodes on Friday. I don't know. I guess we'll see. By the time this pod comes out, it'll already be out. Right. Um, I may or may not have to save it for the plane. We'll see. I. It better be good. If it's a Silent Sea situation, I think I tweeted something like that. If it's a Silent Sea situation, I'm just um, giving up. So Silent Sea was a water situation. This is an oxygen situation. So we've oh, already right. got a parallel going on here. I hope that's the only parallel. Silent Sea was a water sign. I Black Knight is an air sign. Hope. I have hope. Yeah. I'm, I mean, well, I had hope in Gong Yu. Uh, and look what happened. So, but I, I don't know. I, th- I think it looks good. If, it, if it's totally Mad Max-ish. I mean, he's like racing across dirt in these right it's very like, mad max like Fur- furiosa style so tell me what you're writing now so i was actually writing two books at a time and i took a break from one thankfully got an extension and i'm just working on a small town romance between a it's actually between two teachers um they weren't meant to be teachers so this was this the hero in this book is my ted lasso hero Aww. And he, for reasons, yeah, he he's a he was a college football coach, but for reasons lost his job and has come back to his whole hometown, like basically with his tail between his legs, getting a job at his former high school as a soccer coach. Oh, cool! Because the fo- because the football position is taken by somebody else, and then okay. the heroine is a first grade teacher who, for reasons, quit her job in Chicago and has come, like, run away to this, like, small town. Um, so, yeah, they're both connected to the hero and heroine from the book before. So it's it's a whole thing. But, yeah, it's... Oh, that's cute. It's cute. It's fun. Um, but I do what I do, and, I mean, tell me if you do this. I do what I do with every book, where I'm like, I am going to stay on track with my daily word count. Oh. And I'm never going to get to the point where I have to write 2,000 words a day for the last three weeks of the book. Well, guess what? The book is due June 1st. And what do I have to do? I have to write 1,800 words a day until the book is due. Yeah. I'm enjoying writing the book, but I'm to finish it, I have to pants my ass off. I'm pantsing, yeah. too. I didn't used to pants. And I'm a, I've been a pantser lately, and I've been enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Well, if you need any soccer stuff, you know where to find yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. If you need any help. Um, 
Yeah, I am. This is the thing with me is like pushing back deadlines for me almost doesn't make a difference because I'm always going to procrastinate anyway. So you, I just have to stick to the deadline. Like if it means writing 5,000 words, like staying up late and writing 5,000 words like in a day, then that's what I have. Then that's what I do because I'm ridiculous. Even it doesn't matter I, like when the deadline is, right. I'm I'm always gonna butt up writing instead of like. So I have a for every single I book I have, except for, yeah. except for my very first one because I wrote that before I sold it to a publisher. So I have a novella due. I should. I mean, I'm writing it all this week. I basically started it Monday. I'll finish it Friday, which means I have to write like three thousand words a day. Which again, that's what I do, so it's fine. But I, um, and this is this is not this. When a, well, I think when a writer says, like, they're not super enjoying what they're writing, that doesn't always mean, um, I don't know. So I saw a sign that I, kind of, like, sums this up. So, the, you know, the Writers um, Guild is on strike right now? Yes. And somebody had a sign that was like, look, I cannot write for, like, I can do not writing forever. <laughs> like, oh yes, I feel it so much. They're so like, yeah, try me. I can... I cannot write right. forever. <laughs> it's like that like, type of like. It's still work. And yes. Like, yes, I do this because I. it's still work. And I'm also like, I'm cranking out books. I'm not writing like a book on my heart every time I write. Like very few people who write romance are like just writing out the like Even who like consistently write. It still sucks. <laughs> it still sucks. It's still hard to write. And so the book I'm writing right now, I am struggling so hard and I'm not. And God, I hope like no one that is involved in this project ever listens, but it's not their fault. Basically, I signed up for this kind of like group project. Let's just (laughs) say it that way. I did not do my proper research to actually know what was involved in doing this, this group project. So I am basically writing a novella that I probably would never have like agreed to write. And it's my fault. It's no one's fault. The organizers are doing a fantastic job. It's my fault. I basically did not read the fine print or whatever. Not the like I'm saying. I know what you mean. Like with air quotes. Yeah. Um, and so it's like a struggle. And my husband thinks it's hysterical what I'm writing. And I'm glad that I'm amusing him because he's like, well, my job's stressful. So I'd rather hear about what you have to do. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm struggling. Like I'm on this. It's just the struggle bus this week. But I, you know what? This is the thing. I, I have to finish it. Before I leave for the Sugar concert, mainly because it has to be uploaded. You know, it has to be uploaded before I leave. Like, absolutely has to be. So that's kind of the thing is I'm just like, well, that's it. Like, I just have to get it done. And if that means staying up Sunday night, I will stay up Sunday night. But it is, it's getting done. So I guess that's the good thing is that I know by next Monday when I'm at BWI, it'll be done. (laughs) How many times do I think like that where I'm like, Life is going to suck for the next three weeks, but then it's going to be great for like a day before I have to jump into the next project. That's And that's the thing with romance, like no matter what realm you're publishing in, in romance, there's so much competition because there's so much out there, right? It's a very saturated genre. And then there's so many different categories within the genre that you have to churn out books. You have to keep, like, it's not... If I could write a book a year, that'd be fantastic. Nobody's going very few people do. Nobody's that. going to pay me enough to write just one book a year. Um, yeah, I mean they don't pay me enough to write three books a year, so it's 
you know. But it is, as much as I love it and I'm grateful that I get to do it, it is a job and it is a job on top of everything else that you do in your life. Like whether you have a day job or not, it is a huge time commitment to write a book. It is. Mm -hmm. And yeah, even if it is the book of your heart, when it's work, when it's something that you have to do, it sort of changes the whole trajectory of it. And I know you're supposed to use, you know, more positive language and say, I get to do this. I learned that in my our best selves. I learned that, right? But yes, I get to do it and I'm thrilled that I get to do it. I just wish that I got to do it at a different pace. Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is my pace is like self-inflicted. Yeah, like, so is no mine. I mean, so is mine. I mean, I'll say, yeah, I can do it and I can do it, but then I never stick to my schedule. Yeah. But speaking of manifesting, did you hear that there was like this like eagle uh who was like in a zoo and he was like sitting on this rock and he was like it's my egg like like clearly he like thought it was his egg and the zookeepers are like oh my god it's a rock like but he wouldn't let anyone take it out and then all of a sudden this like baby eagle like appeared in the in the um in the enclosure he didn't hatch a rock well no he didn't hatch a rock but he like clearly (laughs) manifested he manifested a baby and he got a baby so that's so an eagle man i'm gonna look this up while you can talking i need to see the eagle manifesting an eagle like a baby like eagle so now he's like he manifested being a dad and like Good for him. So it was like really inspiring. <laughs> oh my God, please stop talking. What are you talking about? You are not inspired by an eagle manifesting a baby. <laughs> I am not seeing anything. I Googled eagle manifesting an eagle. Wait, nothing came up. Eagle, eagle and eaglet in zoo. I don't know what zoo it was. God, I'm going to find it. She's making this up. People are listening right now. Like, did she just say she finds it inspiring that an eagle manifested an like this isn't real. <laughs> I gotta find it. Oh my god! This... I okay. Eagle I... and eaglet go viral. Okay, hang on. Eagle. There's gonna be and... some. Okay, look, a 31 year old. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here it is. Leah has it. Let her read it. Okay. First captured the hearts of the nation. The disabled bird went viral for sitting on a rock he thought was an egg. He can't fly because he has a permanent wing injury. The keeper saw he built an extremely simple nest on the ground and was incubating a rock. Mm-hmm. The sanctuary rather passive aggressively wrote on Facebook, we wish Murphy all the luck in the world, but we're not telling him the reality of the situation. We have yet to see a rock hatch. <laughs> I mean, a little harsh, a little harsh sanctuary. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Um, Murphy, they thought he would get bored of the rock, but he got more committed to the rock. <laughs> so by the end of April, things had reached a, quote, boiling point, where he was starting to stress out the other bald eagle occupants <laughs> in his fervor to protect the thing. So here is what happens, Megan. <laughs> he he manifested. Who cares how it happened? He manifested. He cared so much that rock that they gave him a baby. Old Eagle 23126 arrived with a fractured wing after its nest was blown down in a storm and it desperately needed a foster parent. So. How is that not manifesting? Okay. How? Okay. But it didn't get blown into the enclosure, right? Like, like woke up one day and they were like, oh my God, this rock. Okay. Like, we don't know what happened, but here's a baby. 
okay, fine, but he still manifested that. He did. That. He you did. can't tell me he did it. According to him, he manifested a baby. <laughs> like, he wanted a baby. He got a baby. I see where you're going with this. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, there is, there is a correlation. I just think that the way that it was first presented was a little fantastical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he still manifested a baby eagle. I don't know if he did. He right. Did. How the baby came about does not have to be like magical. I get it. <laughs> it's like a freaking like babe or something, like a movie, and they come out and there's just like. But <laughs> but I want to know. But I want to know how you're inspired, Megan. Because what are you gonna sit on? Well, I just inspired that when you want something real, real bad, the universe will give it to you. I'm gonna sit on my laptop and then a full. <laughs> A whole manuscript. A completed manuscript is just going to drop out of the sky. Just going to drop out of the sky. That's what I'm hoping for. Please have Neil take a picture of you doing this <laughs> for our Insta. Something I do want to touch on briefly, and I'm going to try to figure out how to bring this back to K-drama. Is I'm sorry. That I know that's about books is, and Amy, I haven't talked to you about this, like with you, seeing your face. So May, Amy and I wrote a book a few years ago. Oh, that yes. That was the shit (laughs) like really did and it was um it's a beauty and the beast retelling and i have been reading it megan read this no i do oh you're not you didn't i thought you were the one i read the i read the what was the other one you've read some of our like ideas oh yeah yeah Okay. And I read that very first. Me and I often, like, you know, sometimes, like, we'll just plot something very quickly together that becomes very passionate. So this <laughs> right. book, though, I will say, it is not good. <laughs> is it, it's not? It's really not? Oh, no. The voice is objectively bad. <laughs> it's over However, the top. It's, oh, I mean, like. It's, it's. it's <laughs> It reminds me of when I wrote my first historical a little bit. And I felt like if I was like a little kid playing house with you and we were like, okay. We Trying to put- talk like grownups. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, Let us go, sister, into the forest and pick the berries together. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no. It's, it's got a vibe like that. It's got a vibe. So here's the okay. thing, though. Is that I was like, okay, now I do want to take it apart and basically be like, okay, how can I just take that idea that's there's some flaws to the idea but like how can i take that and now like put it into like a real voice because i think there's like a there is a story there that could work it just needs the voice needs to just be like not so try hard is this is this like a is it a dark romance at all like is there like bondage no or bdsm oh there could be and okay. i have directions i would like to take it that i have pitched amy to that she's reflecting on <laughs> i feel like i mean Put it under a pen name, but I feel like if you made this into a dark romance and gave it like a really flashy cover, it would kill. I'm just saying. I just I feel like there's some real potential here, but we can't get into it in uncensored. And I don't want to. Uh, I I've already been giving Amy some directions we could potentially spin it to, and she's reflecting on it. But yeah. I would read it. Just so you know, I would read it anytime. But the like, good I news. Would, so it was like a good. We news had back. some good ideas. Like we were talking. We were the, right. yeah. The good news is, is I think there's some core ideas that are good and the story is salvageable. The bad news is it is disappointing to see that we did not quite realize how badly we'd written it. But with years of hindsight now, like it's been like four years. Yes. I see it now and I'm like, okay, 
Like I can, and you guys are great writers. And I so you had to fix it all. Like it's all super right. fixable. But we, I mean, we wrote it in a fever dream because we were like, it was yeah. whatever. Whenever Beauty and the Beast live action, whenever that movie came out, is when we wrote this, and we were like, we have to get this published immediately yes. because everybody's going to want to be writing Gaston. <laughs> Well, the anti-hero. We did think that, and we. And here's the problem: is that when I am trying too hard, I turn into a pretentious asshole. Um, <laughs> and so, so that just is went- part of the problem. It wasn't just me, but I definitely was like, "Oh, this reminds me of my first historical." And so I think about that too with like right, like which is again a good idea, and was a freaking tryhard. You know, like the tone is so tryhard, right? So, right. um, so yeah, just given, given writers a little bit of a, you know, even when I'm like critiquing people, sometimes I want to be like, you know what, there are times where I've been like, this is awesome. And then <laughs> I've been like, holy shit. I was like, completely up my own ass. You know, hindsight. So tying it back to tail the nine tailed, like I get it. I get it, fam. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you're like, I'm smashing goals. Oh, uh, yeah. Sometimes you don't want to like I've written stuff where I'm like, oh, my God, I took myself so seriously. And it's like not fun for anyone because I agree. I all I I have written stuff to where I feel like there's like almost a pretentious tone in it. Mm. Um, And then what I'm writing right now, apparently, like I am inspired by Tale of Nine Tale. I mean, let me let me just straight up tell you the title of what I'm writing right now. Is called melting the frost troll. I saw, okay, I was just chilling online. I was just chilling, living my life, and all of a sudden, I was like, "What the fuck is this cover?" And then I was, like, "That's Megan. That's Megan's <laughs> name, Ella Maven." And then I saw a, it. I saw it. What I would believe to be albino Bigfoot. I was gonna say it looked like a Sasquatch. <laughs> an albino Bigfoot. Because I was looking and I was like, huh, what is this? And then I was like, oh, I know who this person is. And then I read the cover and I just wrote, I was like, look, I don't know what this is, but like fucking awesome because I, guys, so here's the thing. Again, I had to write within certain rules because this world already exists, which I didn't know that. And so I'm writing this in like modern times, which is also weird to like throw this like troll into like modern times when there's like, like cell phones and I'm really struggling, but basically like he he's guarding a bridge because he's a troll (laughs) and when she tries to cross the bridge he ties her up under it i mean that's and then makes her chicken noodle soup why because i was hungry for chicken noodle soup at the time like i'm going i'm going full tail the nine tailed at this point because i i i don't i don't want to tell how can you take this series how can you like any reader isn't reading this and taking it super seriously. Here's the challenge that I'm going to put forth to you if you have not finished. I have not finished. An eagle with a broken wing needs to make a presentation <laughs> under the grid. Sitting on a rock. rock. And the happy ending is going to be it manifests a fucking little like troll eaglet baby. Oh my god. Okay, I, I, have, I might do it. I, I might do it. I have, I have a cowboy series that has an animal rescue on it. If you don't do it. it, I'm taking your okay. eagle. Well, we can both do eagles. No one's going to know. I don't think our no. readers cross over. <laughs> putting in manifesting eagles into every story. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just we'll wait like to see people to connect the dots. Like as like a full character, like we've got the eagle on a rock, like manifesting a baby or just like a mention of an eagle yeah. from here on out. 
also one of the reasons he falls in love with her is because she's an interior designer and she basically like fixes up his like hovel. Yeah, I can't make it. It's making me. I can't. I can't do it. I just. I celebrate you and I celebrate the cover. The cover is, ladies and gentlemen, you just need to understand. Please look it up. And I'm not trying to give Megan shade because no, so you can, it's it gave me such pause that I was impressed. Because I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is funny. I should send it to someone. Oh, wait, this is oh, wait, very it's, Oh, wait, it's <laughs> my person friend. I would send it to is it's their own. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is one of those where, where someone was like, will you be a part of my group project? And I said, sure. And then you have no control over anything. And I have no control I am just regretting all my life decisions that came to this moment. Oh. And you know what? It's okay. In BTS, in BTS life, like sometimes I'll see the members talking and they'll act like they don't know something about another member. And I'm like, no, there's no way you wouldn't know like that so-and-so did X or this song or whatever. And now I'm like, look, benefit of the doubt, because I had no idea Megan was doing albino Sasquatch under a bridge <laughs> love story. Like, no, it just wasn't even, like, uh, on my radar that this was happening. <laughs> and, like, I said, just on social media, like, two or three nights ago, like, boop, boop, boop. That's really fucking weird. Oh, it's Megan. <laughs> I love I love that it came up and you're like, holy crap, I got to send this to Megan. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit, it's, it's Megan. Megan. <laughs> whereas, whereas I so I saw it on Facebook and yeah. I didn't say anything because I'm like, I, I this is her cover. <laughs> Until, like, then you were like, I am not loving this cover. <laughs> And then you're like, okay, come I was like, oh, thank God. I want to do a giveaway. Can we get this <laughs> paper so we can give this away to people? Because it is a classic. Well, someone's like, are you, I had a reader who's like, will this be in paperback? And I was like, no. <laughs> I want a poster. I need a poster for my wall. It's not, it's can't... not public, is it? It was just on Facebook because I'm trying to find it and I can't see it. Well, it's public on like my profile. Right. Yeah. I'm going to it right now because I want to see it again. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I got going on. Well, okay. So on that note, I guess, yeah. how are we going to, like, let's, our final thought here, because I got to get, I got to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing a leopard coat. Like, why? Why is she wearing a leopard coat? <laughs> Stop, put it away. <laughs> I, too, want to be tied up under a bridge. <laughs> And he has a club. He has a club. <laughs> it's he, like he's like it's like The Witcher, but with hair all over. <laughs> I want club penetration, where she's like, "No, that side's too big," and he flips it around to like the handheld side. <laughs> she's like, "Use the handle." <laughs> yeah, use the handle. I can take the handle. Oh my god. Stop, stop. He's, um, like, he's like, good, because I just clubbed an eagle with the other side. <laughs> it's broken its wing, and now it's over there nesting on a rock. Um, I hope that this is something Studio Dragon can be listening to. Yeah. That they are going to come, and you have now manifested yourself a job writing K-drama, because yeah. they're going to be like, you're talking about a... I mean, like, look, honestly... It would not shock me if somebody was to say, look, there's a K-drama coming. There is a troll under a bridge. <laughs> and he's taking this like, 
lady and they're just like under the bridge doing she decorates under the bridge for him she decorates it's like the trash that's like floating in the river Listen, because he gets supplies from the main town, so he has a little like camp stove, so he can like, get his supplies. Like he trolls into town. <laughs> well, there's other monsters that deliver. His. How does it's he fit camp- under the it's bridge? He's <laughs> huge. It's a big bridge. It's like a really, it's a really deep Do ravine. People know that he's down there. Yeah, it's his job <laughs> to guard the bridge. But like the town knows, like humans. Yeah, they know it's his duty, and he takes it very seriously. If you step foot on his bridge, he knows, and he comes so no and yells at you. So no one's allowed to be on the bridge? No one's allowed to be on the bridge. Why is it there? <laughs> no humans. So, like, when they're having sexy troll time, so you're like, shit, someone's up on the bridge. I gotta, like, get <laughs> Yeah, he's like, shit, gotta go, gotta go club some people. <laughs> I, okay. There's not a whole lot of logic. <laughs> you know, I feel... I feel like we should do a reading... Wait, you want to know a line I wrote today? Let me just tell you this. I texted it to Neil. This is the hero talking. Okay, so the heroine's cool. name is Scarlet. And he actually says, at bare minimum, Scarlet deserves a human companion. <laughs> like, the bar is low. Like, he's like, at least she should have a human. <laughs> that was the troll's voice? Yes. At bare minimum. <laughs> at bare minimum? <laughs> at bare minimum. Well, he used to be human. He used to be human, but he drank a potion at a party. I, got, that I gotta him. go. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> I didn't write that part. That was mi- given to me. Okay, okay. I'm just... I celebrate it. Troll potion. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for this. I look forward to seeing you next week. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Yeah. I'm very excited. I will hug you guys. Yay! Yeah, I'll, I'll hug both of you. Yay. Okay. Yay, hugs. All right, thanks well, for listening, everyone. Do some reading on the troll. Yeah, no, we're not. I, th- I think we need to do a live reading on the pod. No. Yeah, we need to, no, like, pick not. just a random page. Yeah, in our Patreon, we will do a homage. A dramatic reading. Oh, my gosh, Leah and I, Leah and I will both just grab a random page <laughs> and do a dramatic it's <laughs> like kind of Muppet voice. Bare <laughs> <laughs> Please take the handle and stick it. Stop it! Stop with the handle. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go. Oh, <laughs> Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to AfternoonAdelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!